When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. Don't leave home without it. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Now Madison was working super hard on a makeup tutorial show. She was teaching smoky eyes to folks out there who really wanted to know when some freaky deaky science stuff only understood by nerds zapped into old radio shows the kind you might never have heard now she should probably be trying to get out but Madison she's having fun living an old time radio life our explanation is Now, tonight's adventure into the unknown world of the future, where anything can happen. The world of Dimension X, 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 X. Uh, Mr. Ryan? Madison, I've asked you several times to use the intercom to speak with me in my office. Dude, your technology is so old, the only thing I recognize on my desk are the pens. Well, a good secretary... Who says I'm a good secretary? The agency you sent you to me. Yeah, you got hustled. Excuse me, you are Mr. Sid Ryan? Oh, great, Madison. Now you've got people wandering in off the street into my office. You are my first line of defense. This is why you sit out there at the desk and why you use an intercom. Okay, not a problem, sir. But I... Just a moment. Mr. Ryan? Yes, Miss Standish? Your two o'clock is here. What? That dolt who just came in the door is my new client? I might not understand this intercom stuff, but by the look on his face, he just heard everything you said. Send him in, Madison. Just send him in. Well, I uh, hope you enjoyed our little gag. We uh, like to keep things fun here at Publicity Associates. Gag, you say? Yep, a real rib tickler, right, Madison? Yeah, I haven't laughed that hard since my last pap smear. Uh, please, come in, sit down. Thank you. Madison, get the client a cigar. I will never get used to all the smoking in these old-timey radio shows. Uh, thank you, no. Madison, shut the door so I can talk to Mr. Uh... My name is Lushar. I'm a Martian. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Lou... What was that again? A Martian. A Martian, eh? As in uh, Orson Welles? I was thinking Matt Damon. Madison, why are you still here? I don't know. Take dictation or something? What do 1950s secretaries do? Just sit down and be quiet. So, I'm a uh, Martian, you say? Precisely. 
Well, now that we've had our little joke, Mr. Lushar, what can Publicity Associates do for you? It has been my observation that advertising and publicity are the very backbone of earthly civilizations. Yeah, that tracks. Spoken like a true Martian. Now, if you'll tell me the name of the client... Oh, the client, of course, will be the Martians. <laughs> you don't give up, do you? Give up? The gag, I mean. Look, I'm sorry if we started on the wrong foot, but you see the secretary they saddled me with. You're no bowl of Cherry Garcia, either. So, you do not believe I'm a Martian? Should I be calling the sanitarium you escaped from and tell them to bring the butterfly net? <laughs> I am happy to see, Mr. Ryan, that my telling you I'm a Martian has approximately the effect I supposed it would have. I believe we could do business. I have here a cash retainer of five thousand dollars. Five thousand? Five thousand? Madison, get Mr. Lushar brandy. Be sure to tip your waitress. I do not require a drink, thank you. Now, Mr. Ryan, I wish for you to manage... A publicity campaign. A very large, a very important campaign. Is the product established or is it something brand new? Oh, something quite new. What would you judge to be the most effective type of campaign? Definitely something with a catchy jingle. I still sing the Oscar Mayer baloney song, and I'm vegan. Madison, I thought you were getting the brandy. He didn't want any. But I do. Ugh, fine. How many ice cubes do you want? In brandy? Perhaps I should come back at another time. No, no, no. Uh, Miss Standish was just joking again. You have a very chilly atmosphere here. Wait till you see what they pay us. You'll laugh your ass off. Anyway, uh, I, I think the most effective campaign, well, if the client has a lot of dough to throw around, is a suspense campaign. Suspense campaign, you say? Yeah. First, you place ads in the paper saying, watch this space. Then, about a week later, you run an ad saying, whatever, X, Y, Z, and you get people guessing what it means. Then, finally, when you've teased them enough, you bust loose and unveil the product. Well, it's no got milk, but it might work. <laughs> Excellent. Very well, sir. We shall conduct a suspense campaign. Of course, in this kind of campaign, secrecy is very important. Once the name of the product leaks out, it spreads like wildfire and the whole campaign is kerfloppo. Kerflapo being a technical term in advertising that means Kendall Jenner signed with Pepsi. You realize, of course, Mr. Lushar, that these type of campaigns cost like crazy. Would you say uh, $1 million should cover the expense? Why, yes, I imagine it. You did say $1 million. It's so cute that in the 50s, you think a million dollars is a lot of money. In my day, you can't even get a two-bedroom bungalow in the valley for that. I understood that you had handled some very large accounts. Of course, if this is too big. Oh, no, 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 not at all, not at all. As a matter of fact, I seldom touch anything less. Right, Madison? How do I know? It's my first day. Good. You will begin, then, by saturating the public with a very simple statement. I shall write it for you. The Martians are coming. Huh. Say, that's not a bad teaser. Got that, Madison? We're teasing Martians. Got it. The next ad will read, June 1st is Martian Day. Madison! What? Write that down. June 1st is Martian Day. There, I memorized it. So what happens on June 1st? The parade takes place. What parade? The National Nail Polish Day Parade. No, seriously, June 1st is National Nail Polish Day. Google it. I'm open for sponsors from OPI, Essie, or China Glaze. Mr. Ryan, I wish you to arrange a parade up Fifth Avenue. 
You mean like the uh, Macy's Parade? Exactly. Except that the theme will be the world of tomorrow, the Martian world. My client would like it to be a gay affair. <gasps> gay Pride Parade! Say, that sounds terrific. Dang it, I don't think I brought my rainbow tube top. The parade will climax the campaign on June 1st. At that time, the product will be unveiled. Good enough. By the way, Mr. Lushar, just what is the product? What are we selling? Oh, no, 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 Mr. Ryan. Secrecy, remember? Ah, uh, but after all... All will be revealed to you in good time, Mr. Ryan. For the moment, let us say we are selling... Hmm, a concept. A concept? Precisely. The concept of invasion from Mars. <gasps> I love immersive theater! Always sign the okay-to-be-touched waiver. You will not be disappointed. Marcus Dallin Agency. Uh, Benny Marcus, please? This is Benny. Oh, hi! This is Madison Standish at Sid Ryan's office at Publicity Associates? Sure, anything for Sid. What you need? Uh, hang on. He gave me a list. Oh, no. I can't say this. Is there a problem, Madison? I'm not saying this! What? Why not? And I'm judging you for even having written it! You're nuts! Transfer the call in here! Like I know which one is the transfer button! Give me the phone. Happily. Benny, it's Sid. Sounds like you got a secretary of the year over there. I swear, Benny, if I wasn't in such a pinch, I'd personally introduce her to the unemployment line. You're really great for office morale. Listen, Benny, how are you fixed? Here it comes. From midgets. And he said it. I got midgets. Oh my god, 1950s, why? Fine, I need 40 midgets for a parade. 40 midgets for June 1st. Stop saying midgets! <gasps> now I said midgets! And listen, Benny, I want the midgets dressed in little spacesuits. You know, like men from Mars. You got that? Mm-hmm. Midgets. I'm gonna go sit over here and put my head between my legs, okay? And I want some movie extras. Maybe 50 of them. Also rigged up like men from Mars. Make them look gruesome. Got that? Gruesome. And never mind the expense. Just get me the talent, okay? I'll try, Sid. I gotta hang up now. Talk to you later, Benny. How are you doing, Madison? I'm a little dizzy, but... No, I mean, how are you doing with those newspaper ads and radio spots I told you to place? Sorry. For half a second, I thought you cared about people besides yourself. The more it costs, the bigger our percentage. Spend like you're going to the electric chair. Spend like what? Oh my god, I think I'm dizzy again. I tell you, if this parade comes off, it will be the biggest thing since Barnum invented the midget. Okay. I just puked a little in my mouth. I've got Macy's, Gimbals, and Sacks to contribute floats. Everything is built around the Martian theme, see? Even the horses will have long feelers attached to them and funny-looking extra legs. It'll be a sensation. Yeah, just add a giant Marvin the Martian balloon that'll tear apart and crush the crowd, and woohoo! You've got a winner! And you can congratulate me. I've done some sleuthing and figured out just what this Luchar's got us selling. If you're waiting for me to be impressed, you might want to order dinner. I've learned that Century Pictures is making a big new epic, a space opera entitled Invasion from Mars, and a movie just happens to be premiering sometime around June 1st. You follow me? Don't movie studios have their own marketing departments? Well, New Feature Syndicate has the publicity contract with them, but suppose Century Pictures doesn't like the way their publicity is being handled. They want to get out of the contract, but New Feature says no. 
So, they have to get around the contract. A man named Luchar starts publicizing the Martian invasion. Need I go further? I'd be happier if you didn't. Why don't you just go run those errands I told you to do? Maybe I'll head over to the docks. Drunk sailors are more PC than you. Let me talk to Commissioner Patrick, please. Sid Ryan. Hello. Commish, Sid Ryan. Oh, it's you. Well, what is it this time? If you want to drop a man off the Empire State Building into a teacup full of water, the answer is no. <laughs> Nothing like that, Patrick. I want a permit for a parade June 1st, 5th Avenue. It's a Sunday, there's no traffic. Oh, come now, look, Ryan. Macy's gets a permit, Gimbel's gets a permit. Don't give me a hard time, Patrick. This is too big. Okay, Ryan. Fill out the forms. I'll pass it along to the license commissioner. That's my boy. Uh, by the way, what's the occasion? Don't you read the papers, Patrick? June 1st is Martian Day! Well, Mr. Ryan, how is the campaign going? Like fire, Mr. Luchar, like fire. Everybody and his brother are going along with the gag. Yesterday, we distributed 50,000 Martian hats to school kids. We distributed? I don't remember you driving every bridge and tunnel in the four boroughs. Yes, I said four. They won't let me back in Queens. I even arranged for Commissioner Patrick to accept a $50,000 check for the Policeman's Benevolent Fund from the Man from Mars. <laughs> Excellent. I, um, understand Century Pictures spent over a million bucks making that space opera. There you go, being impressed by a million dollars again. One million dollars to make a space movie? Well, that explains why your 1950s special effects suck. Space opera? Ah, uh, come, come, Mr. Luchar. Sid Ryan wasn't born yesterday. I know who her client is, even if you don't admit it. Well, as long as you know, let's keep it to ourselves, shall we, Mr. Ryan? As you once remarked, if these things leak out, it destroys the surprise and ruins the effectiveness of the campaign. That reminds me, can I ask, do you know how binding a non-disclosure agreement is? Because according to Tom Cruise's lawyers, the answer is very. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ron Hyland speaking to you from our portable transmitter atop the reviewing stand for the much-heralded Martian Parade on Fifth Avenue. With me is the lovely Madison Standish, who helped to put this gay affair together. Thanks, Ron. Oh, it's a beautiful sunlit day here in New York. A perfect day for a parade. Not like when I was here for New Year's. OMG, I was hoping to get on camera for the ball drop, so I wore this cute little sequin dress. Let me just tell you, sequins are not thermal. My boobs were so frozen, I nearly lost a nipple. Hey, okay, yes, yeah, so, uh, the streets are packed with thousands of spectators all eager to find out what this is all about. While we're waiting here for the arrival of the parade, Madison brought some people up to our microphone to tell you their reactions to the spectacular event. Thank you, Ron. What is your name, madam? My name is Mrs. Ada Shakley. And where are you from, Mrs. Shakley? Mama, I want candy. Shut up, you little spawn. We're live on the radio. Yes, Madison, we are live. Perhaps not the best time to be calling children little spawn. You try giving a couple thousand Martian hats to a bunch of kids in the Bronx and see what you call them. So, uh, where did you say you were from, Mrs. Shakely? Columbus, Ohio. 
Oh, I see. And are you in New York for a vacation? Candy! Va- candy! A va- Candy! Vacation! I think you spiked the needle into the red on that one, Ron. <laughs> so, what do you think of Martian Day, Mrs. Shakley? Well, it all seems very strange to me, but the boys have been pestering me to watch it, so we've been standing here for two hours. Two hours? One year, I spent a full week staking out a place for the Rose Parade. That's the year I learned to pee in a big gulp cup. I sure hope it starts soon. I can't make heads or tails of any of it. Neither can a lot of other people, Mrs. Shakley. But judging by the thousands already here, there's a lot of curiosity. Curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> oh, Mama, candy! <laughs> and Madison killed your kid. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Shakley. <laughs> now here they come, ladies and gentlemen. The first units of the Martian Parade swinging down Fifth Avenue with fanfare, colored streamers, music, confetti, floats, all the fixings of Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras? Quick, uh, unhook my bra. Okay, um, hey, I can see the first group approaching now. Leading the march is a delightful vanguard of little midgets. (laughs) Little people. They are people, you know. Well, they look like spacemen to me. That's right. The midgets are all in weird-looking pink and blue spacesuits, carrying what appears to be, yes, atomic blasters! Oh, you've got a long road ahead of you, Peter Dinklage. And here come the clowns, <laughs> laughing and falling all over each other. They're giving free sugar candy to the kids along the way. Candy! Whoa, Mrs. Shakely's kid's got some muscle on him. You see him knock over those two cops? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there's a happy, laughing crowd along Fifth Avenue today. A core reflection of the great sense of humor and good nature that makes America the place it is. At least on the surface. If you ignore all of the institutionalized prejudices keeping women and people of color from advancing in all aspects of the society. The crowd is murmuring now. (gasps) Did I just start the woke movement 60 years early? I gotta teach you guys about hashtags. There's something coming. I'll try to get it for you. Madison, can you see it? It looks like a bunch of soldiers marching. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes the Martian contingent. This promises to be the climax of the show. They could use a little razzle-dazzle, and that's a fact, Jack. Now here they come, ladies and gentlemen. The Martians are marching in pointed, helmeted ranks, row after row of them. This is an impressive sight, ladies and gentlemen. A rather serious context around the rest of the joyous slapstick parade we've been witnessing up until now. What are your thoughts, Madison? There's probably, I don't know, 200 dudes in silver spacesuits with, like, big glass visors over their faces. Pretty Martian cliche, really. I'm going to have to go with only two stars to the costumer. Each Martian soldier is holding an ominous-looking ray gun at the ready position. Okay, the ray guns look pretty good. We're talking Star Wars quality here. They are marching in absolute silence. Each step perfectly, as though some unspoken command was marking it for them. Even the children are awed by the unexpected warlike realism of the marching legions. Now, the first ranks of the Martians move past us, down Fifth Avenue toward the reviewing stands at the square. No one moves. Ah! A woman, a woman, ladies and gentlemen, just dashed out into the street. For what reason, I don't know. Well, I could tell her from experience that this won't get her on the Jumbotron. And the Dodgers absolutely will press charges. She just slipped through the police cordon somehow. They're after her now, but she's already reached the ranks of the Martians, and she's trying She's trying to lift the visor of one of the Martians' faces. Let's hope the super glue holds on that cheap helmet. Ah! Wait, 
Wait, she's falling! She screamed and then she fell forward into a dead faint! The Martian column keeps right on coming! They're going to trample her! Oh, I hope they're not wearing cleats like Kershaw. <sighs> the police have got her now and are dragging her away. The incident seems to have cast a slight shadow over the mood of the crowd. The carefree holiday air seems to have vanished. It's just a shame that anything like this should spoil our enjoyment of the Martian parade. Yeah, nobody likes to see a military parade get too serious. Well, Madison, how's it going out there at the reviewing stand? Pretty good. But did you see that woman run out into the parade? I'm well aware of that, Madison, since I paid her 50 bucks to do it. 50 bucks? The dramatic moment, Madison. The stock and trade of the good publicity man. You're paying me 50 for the whole week! And you're worth every cent. You want a parade stopped? You should have asked me. Two years in a row, Bourbon Street. A float pile up that had me drowned in beads. Keep your beads, Madison. For my share in this deal, roughly $100,000, I'm gonna be a publicity legend. You're like Don Draper without the sex appeal. Shut the window. You don't want to watch your masterpiece, Picasso? We'll go down to the reviewing stand for the finish. Right now, I want to make a phone call. Oh, by the way, where is Luchar? No clue. Well, close the window, Madison. Said the guy making 100000 to the employee he's paying 50 bucks. Freaking Bezos. Do you need anything else, boss? Or can I go back to my sad little desk and contemplate the current direction of my miserable life? Yeah, yeah, go. No wonder career women of the 50s just bided time until they landed a husband. Marcus Talent Agency. Benny, this is Sid Ryan. Oh, uh, say, listen, Sid, I, I was going to call you. I'm, uh, I'm awful sorry about those Martians. What do you mean, sorry? Did he get backlash from the little people community? Benny, the Martians are terrific. Oh, don't joke, Sid. I mean it. I mean it, too. They're great. You do mean it, don't you? Of course I mean it. What is this? There were Martians in the parade? About 150. Of course, I only ordered 50. Sid, don't you know? I couldn't get you a single movie extra. There's a studio strike in New York. A studio strike? If the extras are striking now, they must have lost. In my day, background actors are treated like abused dogs crammed together in a hoarder's house. Wait a minute. Then where did these guys come from if you didn't hire them? I don't know. Okay, Benny, I'll call you back. I could have told you those weren't extras. No one was asking where Crafty was. I don't know. I just don't know. I wonder if Luchar hired them. What's the number for Century Pictures? And without Google, I would find that number... how? It's in the Rolodex. This blank expression is me having no idea what word you just said. Never mind. I'm starting to think I'm overpaying you. Here, read this to me so I can dial. I thought you needed the phone number for Century Pictures. That is the phone number for Century Pictures. No, it's not. It's some guy's number. Murray Hill? Give me that. Murray Hill 59955. Wait, phone numbers in the 50s are only five digits? In my day, if you see a five-digit number, you know they're only selling an extended car warranty. I dialed Murray Hill first. What do you think the letters are for? Texting. I thought texting on my flip phone was hard, but doing it on a rotary phone practically dislocated my thumbs. Century Pictures, the studio of the stars. Get me Marty Sanford, your publicity director. One moment, please. Sanford. Yeah, Marty, this is Sid Ryan. Oh, hello, Sid. How's the... Uh... Fine, fine. Listen, Marty, this is dead serious, on the level, get it? What's wrong? I've got to locate Lushar. Lou who? Lushar. 
Come on now, Marty. This is life and death. The guy you sent over to hire me for the invasion picture. I've never heard of a guy named Lou Shar. And, uh, what invasion picture? Invasion from Mars, the space opera. Are you batty? That picture was shelved last month. What? Sure, back in the can. The big shots decided you can't sell a Martian invasion to the American public. It's too incredible. Who would ever believe it could really happen? Of all the crazy... Mother in heaven. OMG, what? It's too fantastic. You can tell me. I once spent an entire summer believing my neighbor's cat was my ex-boyfriend reincarnated. The way it stared at me and watched my every move. Then I remembered my ex wasn't dead, and that just made me depressed. Open the window. I want to have a look at those Martians. Look at them. Do you think 150 movie extras could learn to march like that in, say, 24 hours? Depends. Who'd you get for catering? Not a second's hesitation. Not one out of step. Look at the way they carry those ray guns at the ready. Perfectly disciplined military troops. The marching part of parades always bores me. I prefer the washed-up celebrities performing on floats, so I could see just who has truly fallen. Get down there and find the woman who fainted. Her name is Gloria Montez. Get her up here and make it fast. Boy, you're sure squeezing every penny out of my $50 a week salary. If I knew what any of these office supplies were, I'd totally rip them off. Here she is, Mr. Ryan. Stay away from me! Stay away from me! Again! I am not near you! Okay, Gloria, you can cut out the act and relax. I don't think it's an act. You should have been with her in the elevator. Pretty sure I got inner ear damage now. Don't kid me! Don't kid me! They're... they're ma- ma- Martians! Gloria, settle down, baby. I could smack her. Almost had to do that to Gwyneth Paltrow. I was having brunch at this bistro in Malibu. She was tearing into the staff about her scallops not being fresh. But her bodyguards tackled me before I reached her table. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Those green eyes. And those those feelers. Like a... Catfish! Listen, uh, what happened down there? You ran out and screamed like I told you, but the fainting, that that wasn't in the act. If this is her improvising, she needs to demand her money back from UCB. Stay away from me! Stay away from me! I am not near you! Gah, crazy person! It's like riding the subway in L.A. Just one question, Gloria. Inside that helmet, what did you see? Okay, Madison, I've heard enough. You can take her away. What? You want me to shove her back in the elevator and let the custodial staff deal with her? Because that was my plan. I can't worry about that right now. I have to see the commissioner. I've got to stop this parade before things begin to happen. Things begin to happen? Like Miss Comedy Sports over here going off the rails? Worse, Madison. Far worse. What's worse than an overacting improviser? (gasps) A comedian in open mic night. We're doomed. Okay, Ryan, what's the beef? Patrick, there's something wrong. You've got to stop the parade. Oh, I suppose you'd like the riot squad. What do you got along the lines of SWAT? Preferably with Shamar Moore. Sure, that would get you a front page spread in every newspaper in town. Now look, Ryan, I've got no time for your cheap publicity gags. Shamar doesn't come cheap. 
Listen, Patrick, I'm trying to tell you I don't know where those Martians came from, who they are, anything about them. Ryan, I'm wise to your tricks. Now, if you let the sergeant show you out... Wait a sec. I know Mr. Ryan comes off as a total douche nozzle, and frankly, he is one of the worst bosses I've ever worked for. And that includes Joel at Applebee's, who once docked my pay the price of one onion ring he saw me sneak in the kitchen. Joke was on him, though. I took an entire 30-pound bag home and had onion rings for a year. Patrick, please. This isn't a gag. I don't want publicity. All I want to do is prevent something horrible from happening. In case you don't know it, wise guy, something horrible is already happening. A couple hundred little kids are in the hospital with poisoning from that phony Martian candy you passed out. What? Ew. I don't want to think what that shakely kid is puking up. Or didn't you know? I... I didn't! We've got to stop that parade! Sure, you'd like nothing better than to start a panic now. Maybe a few hundred people get trampled to death. He's probably right about that one, Sid. I was at a fish concert once, and someone said they were giving out free tacos. I've never seen so many people so high run so fast. That poor taco truck never had a chance. Patrick, please. This is a matter of life and death. If you don't get out of here quick, it'll be your death. Go on, beat it. Get out. You and your publicity stunts makes me sick to my stomach. Well, we tried. I say the best course of action now is to pack a bag and skip town. We'll come back. I'll get all the evidence we need from my office and we'll prove it to them. Oh, that's so not the right move. Somebody's gonna die. He's from the 50s, but it's like he's never seen a 50 sci-fi movie. Hurry, Madison. Grab all the files on Luchar. Uh, I'd rather not. What? Why not? Hello, Mr. Ryan. That's why not. Luchar! You appear to be in some sort of a hurry. I can't imagine why. Our campaign is a huge success. Our campaign? You know what? This seems like more of an upper management kind of meeting, so I'll just leave you two alone. One moment, Miss Standish. You aren't considering running to the police with some story of a Martian invasion, are you? No, that's his thing. I just wanted to leave town before shit got real. I do appreciate your position, Miss Standish, but after all of our planning, it wouldn't do to have everything spoiled, now would it? Oh yeah, definitely. No spoilers. <laughs> oh, we all gonna die. Come on, Lushar. Enough is enough. What's this all about? Surely you know, Mr. Ryan. After all, you've been publicizing it for months. You see, before colonizing your planet, the Martian government sent some of us as scouts in advance, disguised as Earthmen, of course, to study your habits, your weaknesses. We found that the people on Earth are predominantly conditioned by advertising and publicity. So we conceived the idea of treating our entire invasion... It's a vast publicity stunt. <laughs> Clever, don't you think? Actually, yeah. That's pretty much how our elections work. After all, Mr. Ryan, who would suspect an invader who advertised his invasion in the newspapers, invited the public to his surprise attack, and spent millions publicizing his plans? Then there was no product. Ah, but there is a product. The product is death. Brought to you by the NRA. What are you getting at, Luchar? 
Oh, we Martians are humane people, Mr. Ryan. We do not like to destroy thousands when a few hundred will suffice. In exactly two minutes, our troops will treat the world to a great spectacle of death, which will bring the rest of your planet to its knees in horror. Nations will clamor to surrender. Way to go, American capitalism! You finally destroyed the planet! Perhaps, Mr. Lushar, but not if I can help it! Dude! There's an invading army! You think beating up this guy is gonna do anything? Get on the phone, Madison! Stop the parade! We're already doomed, but fine. I'm still technically on the clock. What number am I calling? Just dial the operator! Oh, yeah! It says operator on here. I saw that, but I just thought you had a really short contacts list. Who am I calling? The field telephone on the reviewing stand of the Martian Day Parade. Uh, the reviewing stand at the parade, I guess? Anyone in particular? Who am I supposed to ask for? Damn it, Madison! Oh. Whoa, nice one. He's gonna feel that in the morning. Give me the phone. Operator, just get me the reviewing stand and hurry! Reviewing stand? Hello? Give me Commissioner Patrick. You'll have to talk louder. I want Commissioner Patrick. Who? Patrick. Patrick. Wait a minute. Things are quieting down. Now what was it you wanted? This is Ryan. I, I have to talk to the Commissioner. It's a matter of life and death. You can't talk to him now. The Chief Martian is presenting the policeman's benevolent fun check to him. The Martians are going to fire a salute. Listen, you gotta stop them! What? Stop. Them. Mr. Ryan, look out the window! Holy crap! The Martian soldiers just fired on everybody with their ray guns! It's like that scene in Mars Attacks! It is Mars Attacks! It doesn't matter. Nothing matters now. Well, time for me to go. And for all you listening out there, Hug your loved ones a little bit tighter tonight and heed our warning. Never go to a parade. Premiering in 1950 and running for 50 episodes on NBC, Dimension X immediately grabbed the attention of the adult science fiction community by adapting works from amazing authors like Ray Bradbury, Kurt Vonnegut, and many more. Our episode, entitled The Parade, written by Emmy Award winner George Lefferts, has been reproduced in several incarnations since the original broadcast. In fact, many of the Dimension X episodes would later be adapted for the 1955 series X-1. Both are iconic sci-fi anthology series of the era and precursors to television shows like The Twilight Zone. Hey, it's Madison. I wanted to thank you guys so much for listening. Before the announcer dude reads the credits, which you should totes listen to because this cast was amazing, did you know we have an email newsletter? You'll get the first look at upcoming episodes and a bunch of not-found-anywhere-else Madison stuff. To sign up, go to our website, madisonontheair.com. I promise I won't spam you. Much. Bye! 
Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. Jeremy Sage appeared as Sid Ryan. Other actors in the cast were Jerry Kokich as Lushar, David Pinion as Ron Highland, Aaron Stahl as Benny Marcus, Paul Arbisi as Commissioner Patrick, Laura Christine Elliott as Gloria and the phone operators, Tia Scriven as Mrs. Shakely, Tom O'Connor as Marty, Steve Jun as the man at the parade, and Jonathan Winstead as the announcer and the little Shakely boy. If you produce audio dramas, it obviously isn't to become rich and famous. You love the medium and you want to share your passion for theater of the mind. The Mutual Audio Drama Network is looking for you. Mutual presents audio dramas every day of the week, each with its own genre. Mystery, sci-fi, comedy, horror, all reaches of the imagination. It doesn't matter if you produced your shows years ago or are still cranking them out. Share them on the world's largest collection of modern audio drama and audio fiction. Give a listen at MutualAudioNetwork.com. And if you'd like to be a part of the excitement, with free access to all sorts of voices, sound effects, music, and more, just drop a line to mutualaudio at gmail.com. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Why not join us today?